Casey's confidential. Hey. Oh. Kansas City's best. Ooh, Welcome Casey's to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. Each guest shares their personal stories of life in Kansas City and discuss the brands they have built. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Christina Jokerst. Christina is the owner and baker of Kansas City Cookie Company, a bakery offering cookies weighing in at six ounces per cookie. She was born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska, and moved to Kansas City with her family less than 10 years ago for her husband's job. Hobbyist turned entrepreneur, Christina has taken Kansas City by storm with her cookies and sells out everywhere she goes. Her and her husband have two sons and a golden retriever named Maggie. Here to talk all about her cookies and the success she has had is Christina. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. As I mentioned, you sell out everywhere you pop up, which is not an exaggeration, and I definitely want to get into that later. But first, I'd love to hear more about your baking background and how this became a hobby of yours. Right. So I grew up baking. I had a paternal grandmother who had a bakery and was really into baking. So whenever I would go visit her or on holidays or um, we'd frequently go and stay for like months in the summertime, it was just a natural thing that we would do all the time is bake. And then once I got married and had kids... I didn't really do it that much anymore. It just, things got busy, um, time got away from us. And then probably about four or five years ago, when we moved here, I found myself without a job, with all of my kids back in school, and a husband who traveled a lot. So I just, um, I got out the baking book that my grandma had gave me, like, when we got married, like, every one of us, when we got married, would get, like, all of the recipes, you know. And we could have had them before that, but it just kind of was like a natural thing that once you got married, you got this book with all the recipes in it. And so I just started like occupying my time by diving in and um, getting back into baking. Oh, uh, I love that. Was baking cookies something you would do with your grandma or is that something you learned to bake later? Right. So we did, we did bake cookies. Um, I think I baked those more with my mom growing up, like chocolate chip cookies, um, peanut butter cookies, oatmeal cookies. With my grandma, it was more like um, she would bake bread and she would bake cake. And um, she came from a Polish background. So we would have these things called Trubiskis, which were like very authentic to like the Polish background, but she baked all kinds of stuff, but she was really known for her breads and her cakes. Yeah. I I've seen on your Instagram story, you've mentioned bread and talked about baking bread. Uh, When did you realize that baking cookies was, uh, was your true passion? Well, I liking like desserts and breads and anything baked goods. When we would travel, it would just be something natural that I would seek out. Like if there was a famous bakery in the area that we were in, I would seek it out. And I had always loved cookies. I've always preferred cookies over cake, but I had never found a cookie that like knocked my socks off. And then when, so Jeff works a lot in New York and um, I had the chance to go with him and I had heard of a famous bakery there that served chocolate chip cookies. So I went and I tried them and I was just like this light bulb moment like, yes, this is what a chocolate chip cookie is supposed to taste like. And so I went back another time and tried it and I was like, the texture of this cookie, the size of this cookie, like this is what I'm looking for. But there was still a few things like um, the flavor was a little off. And then the next day it tasted a little bit more like heavy biscuit like. And so I was like, I came back to Kansas City and I was like, you know what? There's nothing like that for me to get around here. So I logged on to their website and it was like $45 to ship six cookies. And I was like, that's just not going to work. 
And I can't wait for Jeff to go every single time to bring them back. So I was like, I'm just going to make my own six ounce cookie and tailor it to what I like. And that basically set into motion the entire, like everything that happened after that day. Yeah. So was the chocolate chip cookie recipe the first recipe you started with? Yes. So the chocolate chip with walnut. So I started with the cookie that is now known as the Duke. It is a chocolate chip walnut cookie because that was my personal preference and my favorite. And like when I started to make this recipe, it was never for anybody else. It was never with the intent to sell it. It was never with the intent to share it. It was literally like, I loved that cookie and I want to create my own. So I started with a chocolate chip with walnut. And then after I made that one, my husband and son um, are like, well, do you think you could make a chocolate and peanut butter one? So I tried that one and eventually got it to work. And then from there, I just was like, well, if I can make that, then what other kinds, what other flavors can I make? And where do you get the inspiration for some of your flavors? Because for those who uh, don't follow you on Instagram or aren't familiar with your cookies, I pulled up your website just to list off some of the flavors you offer. Um, there's a lemon cookie, a toffee chip, a cinnamon roll. You have a poppy chow, which is a cookie covered in puppy chow, and I am still dying to try that cookie. Double snickerdoodle. There, uh, there are a lot more, but I won't list list them all. But are those flavors just based off what you like, what your family likes? How are you coming up with these flavors of cookies? So each one's a little bit different. Um, some of them are off of things that I love. So like the chocolate peanut butter was off of my husband and son's love for chocolate peanut butter. I love lemon. So when I, I really like flavors, it I, it's just a natural thing for me to be like, hmm, okay, how do I take that and take the components of whatever I like about that dessert or that flavor and then make it into a cookie? And some of it, like um, the double doodle, that's our snickerdoodle, we would just get request after request after request to make a snickerdoodle. And full disclosure, until I made that cookie, I had not even had a snickerdoodle. It's not something that I grew up eating or making. So I really had to do like a lot of market research and grow and try snickerdoodles and try and find cookies that really like I asked my customers like, okay, what do you, what makes a good snickerdoodle for you? Like it was really a challenge because I didn't have anything to base it off of. And then coming up with that cookie, I needed to make sure that it looked like and um, tasted like our signature thick six ounce cookies. So that was the other challenge because I wanted to stay really authentic to an actual sugar or a snickerdoodle that doesn't have anything in it, but I still needed to make it, you know, Casey cookie style cookie. So it, it just depends. I mean, it's, I can be sitting at dinner one night and um, we could have a dessert and the flavors are like, mm, that would be great as a cookie. How do I make that? Or it could be something uh, like the cinnamon roll cookie. I love cinnamon rolls. It's probably one of my favorite things. So I was like, we're going to make this into a cookie. How hard was it coming up with the perfect recipe in not just the taste, but these cookies are six ounces. So finding the perfect temperature and bake time to get the consistency you were looking for. How hard was it to come up with that? So when I decided to make a cookie, I didn't really know what, I didn't know where to start. So I always tell my viewers, like when I do my baking vibes, take a recipe and make it exactly as is so that you know what you like about that recipe and you know what you don't like about that recipe and it gives you a jumping off ground. So for me, I just went to my cookbook and got our chocolate chip cookie recipe. I knew I liked the taste. I knew it wasn't going to be the right size, but I was like, I like the taste and I like the consistency. So I started with that. And then from there, I literally started to change just one thing at a time, trying to see how it would affect the recipe. And to this day, I still have a notebook that's like an inch thick 
with like the date and every single thing I would do. Because sometimes it would be as little as like, I'm going to take out four tablespoons of brown sugar and add four tablespoons of white sugar and see if that firms it up. So I took everything that I knew about baking and I just started like applying it to try and get the texture or the size or the taste. I wanted a crisp outside, but I didn't want it to be too dry on the inside. And I had all of these things that I wanted and it really came down to almost like a Rubik's cube because, you know, you would turn it and get all the colors right on one side. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the perfect texture, but it kind of went flat or, or whatever. So it really was just like just testing and changing one little thing at a time until I would get it right. And it probably took, oh, I don't know. It was probably over a year. Jeff would be a better gauge of that because he would literally come home and go to take the trash out. And there would be like hundreds of, I mean, there would be like cookie after cookie after cookie after burnt cookie after flat cookie. And he would just be like, is this a phase or a midlife crisis? Or like, what is happening that what is going on? Because at this point in time, COVID hadn't hit and he'd be gone all day. So I'd get up in the morning and I could maybe bake 10 or 15 batches of cookies a day trying to like change things and make notes. And I mean, it was a process. It was definitely a process. And at what point did you make the transition from making the cookies for just you and your family and maybe even close friends to being like, I think I, think I have a business here? So I never really thought, oh, I think I have a business here. I just had all of these cookies that I would bake. And because I enjoyed it and because it was fun, it was kind of like just a natural way for me to like spend my day. And I had all of this stuff. So I would give them to neighbors or I would send them with Jeff. And then over time, I'd get people being like, hey, could I get some more of those cookies? Hey, can you know, do you have any more of these cookies? And honestly, it just got to be really expensive because when you're using like really high quality chocolate and butter and stuff, my husband's like, what, you know, what are we doing here? Like, if you're going to make these cookies for people, then you need to do something with them. And and I was like, no, I'm not, I don't know the first thing about business. I know how to make cookies. That's not the same thing. I don't want to sell cookies. No one wants to buy cookies. There's plenty of bakeries. You can go get cookies. And so we just had this constant back and forth for probably six months where one night um, I remember sitting there and I was watching TV and Jeff and my youngest son, Brady, were like doing something. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And Jeff's like, we are building your website. And it was just so comical to me. Like, okay, yeah, you're going to build a website. And how are people going to find the website? And Jeff's like, word of mouth. And again, I just thought like, this is crazy. This is insane. They are cookies. Anybody can make cookies. No one's going to buy cookies. And so we finally just came to a deal one day where it was like, okay, you try it. And if it doesn't work, I'll never say anything to you about it again, but you have to try it. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll entertain this idea. And that's how it all started. So when you got your first sale and the website is up and running and sales are starting to come through, what was your initial reaction? My initial reaction is like, this is crazy. They're cookies. Like, I cannot believe people, uh, because again, you have to realize like, we're in Kansas City. We have a pretty large, like restaurant, bakery. Like, why would anybody want to come buy my cookies when you can go to McLean's or Kremble or, I mean, there's, blue chip or there's a lot of places that you can go get cookies. So A, I didn't think anybody would want to buy them. And B, I didn't think anybody would ever find us to buy them. So what went into marketing your your website? As you mentioned, your husband was saying to rely on word of mouth, which I agree is super strong and a great way to market yourself. But how did you go about marketing your business once the website was up? Um, honestly, it was 100% of word of mouth. I mean, till even to today, we've been open. So I started selling them uh, in February of 2021. We've been open for a little over a year. To this day, we have still not spent a dime on marketing other than maybe like 
Um, if I have somebody reach out to me or if I know somebody and they want to try cookies, I will give the cookies away for free. But like that is pretty much the entirety of my marketing. And I just think we got really fortunate that we met some really amazing people that had a following. Like the first person I ever reached out to was a mutual friend, Molly Buchanan. You know her from uh, at Crowning Glory. And I reached out to her and asked her if she wanted to try cookies. And she said, yes, of course. And after she posted them, several people reached out to her and said, you know, what are these? Where are they from? And Molly was like, you know, I really think that you should reach out and share your cookies with these people. And from there, it was just, it was just a snowball. It was just like nothing I would have believed if you would have told me nothing that I could have like predicted. It was just basically baptism by fire. Yeah. And I think that really shows the power of Instagram and in a sense, you know, free marketing when you see something on someone's page, uh, either their stories or a feed post and you say, oh, what, what is that? And especially with, uh, local companies as well. Yep. Yeah. So your website's up and you're getting sales, uh, when did you start transitioning into doing pop-ups around Kansas City? We were doing pickups Monday through Friday. And again, because I never planned on this being a business, we had to come up real quick with like, how do, okay, what does this look like? What are the hours? Um, where are we going to make these? Up until this point, I don't have a commercial kitchen. I don't have a commercial mixer. I don't have a commercial oven. I don't have anything. I'm making these in a six-quart KitchenAid in my kitchen. So it was just like, okay, what are we doing? So once I got past that initial shock, the only place I could think of like, okay, do I do farmer's markets? Do I do, you know, what do I do? Because we're in a residential area and I can't have people coming to my house all day on Saturday. So I need to go someplace that people can come to me. And so I reached out to um, the Lenexa market and immediately heard back from them. So they're like, let's give this a try and let's see how it goes. So the very first pop-up I ever did was on a Saturday morning. And I think I took 300 cookies to that pop-up. And that might not sound a lot, but remember, I'm still making these cookies in a KitchenAid and baking all 300 in a kitchen oven. And in a kitchen oven, you don't get the heat that you need to bake these cookies quickly. Because every time you open the kitchen oven, the heat comes up and you've got to re let it like, you know, go back up to temperature before you put the next pan in. And you're not putting in, you know, 18 or 24 cookies at a time. You're putting in like eight and 12 cookies at a time. So I was waking up at three and four in the morning to make these 300 cookies to take to these pop-ups. So we show up Friday morning. I didn't expect it. I didn't really expect anything at all. I had no expectation for that. I thought this would be really cool if a few people showed up and they saw us. Well, we showed up and they, we already had a crowd there and we set up and I think we sold out like in 37 minutes. And I remember looking at Jeff thinking, what in the heck just happened? Like, okay, that's crazy. But now we got to come back tomorrow and do this again. And I don't know if I have enough inventory. Like, I don't know if I can make more than that for a Saturday. Like, what are we going to do? So I quick went home Friday and um, I got everything ready. Again, I got up probably 3.30 in the morning Saturday. And by this time, we knew we were probably going to sell out. So the manager at the Lenexa Market said, hey, why don't you bring your extra cookie dough balls that you haven't baked and you can bake in our commercial kitchen above? So we get there Saturday morning and we start to walk in and there's this huge line wrapped around Mr. D's coffee. And I looked at Jeff and I was like, oh, this is great. They must have an event. Like, this is amazing. Like, we'll get some like, you know, we'll get some customers off of that. And as I walked to our spot, the lady next to me looked at me and she was like, that's your line. And I, and I looked at Jeff and I kind of just like almost had a panic attack moment 
where it was completely surreal, like, holy cow, all of these people are here to get cookies. And then I really started to panic because I realized like, there is no way we are going to have enough cookies. And we didn't. And it ended up being okay. But it was just like, it was just a very surreal, crazy moment. Like, where did all these people come from? And how did they find us? Yeah. And with pop-ups being a regular thing you do, how many cookies are you typically bringing to bring with you uh, when you're when you're doing these pop-ups? Well, so we always do pre-orders now. That's something that I started probably six months ago because it would get to be where we would bring all these cookies to a pop-up and you never know who's going to show up. Like, just because you had a pop-up that was great the last time, you don't know like what's going to happen on that day. So it's really hard to gauge how many cookies to bring. So we were selling out, people would wait in line and they wouldn't get cookies. So I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do something. We're going to start pre-orders. So the week before a pop-up, I open up our pre-orders and that's basically where people can go on and place orders for, I don't know, maybe I'll take like 75 pre-orders. It really isn't so much about the number of pre-orders it, or it is until we hit a thousand cookies. At a thousand cookies, I cut that off. So we always have, if we sell out of cookie or if we sell out of pre-orders, it's usually between 900 or a thousand cookies. And then I get up that morning and I usually bake anywhere from 700 to another thousand cookies. And it kind of depends like, um, so for Valentine's Day or Easter, it was easily another thousand cookies. For maybe like um, I'm doing a pop-up this weekend at Ace Hardware, I might not do that many because it's not, I mean, it's just a regular Saturday. Maybe I'll do like another 700. It, it really just depends on where I'm going and how much room I have and if there is a holiday associated with that pop-up. And baking cookies by the thousands, are you still baking in your home kitchen or do you have a different setup now? So we figured that out real quick. So within the first month, um, we bought um, a huge commercial mixer. And then within the second month, I bought two huge commercial ovens. So my prep time and my baking time have been cut down like exponentially. So now I can bake in eight minutes. I can usually turn out about 50 cookies. So, I mean, we're talking like night and day difference, 12, 12 cookies in eight minutes versus 50 cookies in eight minutes. That's awesome. I'm sure it's a relief to have a better setup to turn out the cookies you're baking, especially if you're baking them by the thousands or more. Uh, do you, do you have a favorite cookie that you bake? I do. It's pretty basic. Um, I'm really simple. It's, it's just the Duke. It's the chocolate chip walnut. It's just, it's, I don't really crave cookies anymore since I'm around it so much. I don't crave them uh, like I did before, like on a weekly or a daily basis. But when I do have a cookie craving, it is always without a doubt the Duke. And I know there is a story behind the name the Duke. Can you tell listeners and those who might not know uh, what, what that story is? The Duke is named after a family friend. He is um, an old wrestling coach at the University of Nebraska at Omaha. And that's where my husband um, went to college. And he wrestled for Coach Denny for four years. And then Taylor, who is now my oldest, is at the University of Maryville, where Coach Denny is, uh, has now moved and is currently coaching at. So he's just been like um, somebody that's been in our life ever since... Jeff and I got married and um, had kids, and it only seemed fitting when I made the chocolate chip cookie that it be named after him, so we named it the Duke. That's so sweet. Was he honored to have a cookie on your menu be named after him? Oh, yeah. He was so excited. He was honored, and then his wife, Bonnie, because, I mean, she's basically his partner in crime. She's at everything. She was also, we named a cookie, our chocolate oatmeal raisin cookie after her. 
and Buffs at the Lenexa market. And they came in and they were all excited and they would stand behind and help hand out cookies. And yeah, he's always, I mean, they're super excited. Like he tells me all the time, it's the coolest thing that he's ever had is having a cookie named after him. (laughs) And with the pop-ups, how are you organizing your schedule with how many pop-ups you're doing a month and where you're doing them? What's what's the decision-making that goes into all of that? That's a good question because I don't know that there's ever like one set rule. Um, so we do, when we go to a pop-up in the beginning, it, there wasn't as much of like, I don't know the word, a stipulation on where we could go because we didn't have as many boxes and we didn't have as many cookies. Now, when we go to a pop-up, we require a lot of room. So that does play a factor a little bit into where we go, just because if you're bringing a thousand cookies to sell and you're bringing, you know, a whole bunch of pre-orders, you have to have room. I try and not do any one pop-up in the exact same spot so that we can kind of like go out to some of our other customers and they don't always have to be coming to us. So for example, we do high V now and we do the Olathe Hy-Vee, the Lee Summit Hy-Vee, the Northland Hy-Vee, and the Overland Park Hy-Vee. And we'll probably add more eventually. But we try and um, go out to other people so that they don't come to us all the time. So we were in the Northland um, a few weeks ago, and that was a huge pop-up. And they were so grateful because, you know, they could finally just show up in their backyard and get cookies instead of having to drive all the way out to us. Um, we do Williams and Sonoma a lot. That's out in Lee Summit, or I'm sorry, uh, Town Center. And then we try and when we can do like local places like the junk drawer or Lenexa Market or places like that, just because it's always helpful for that business and us as well. Like when we can draw our customers in to then go in and shop like, in their store and when their customers come to like meet us, it's, it's a good give and take. So I try and every Saturday we're either doing a pop-up or a wedding. And now with my wedding schedule getting a little bit busier, it is hard because if you're doing two weddings on a Saturday and you're delivering cookies there and you're focusing on that, it's a little bit difficult to be trying to make a thousand cookies and pre-orders. So right now we're doing one or the other. When we do finally get a storefront and I have a team of people, hopefully we'll be able to do both consecutively, but it's just kind of a juggle right now. If I take a wedding, I try and not take a pop-up. So it kind of depends upon like when, when the store asks us versus when somebody books their wedding, what weekends I have available. I just kind of like, that's how I decide. And when did you start offering weddings as a part of the rotation of where you had your cookies? Um, so I never thought that I wanted to do weddings. In fact, I said from the get-go I was not going to do weddings because that's such a, a big event, such a personal event that I was scared. Like, you know, I didn't want to mess it up and whatnot. But um, a local influencer who had our cookies and, um, like, really liked them, her name uh, – Kale Couture, she reached out to me and said, Hey, I want you to do my wedding. And at first I thought it was a joke. She's like, you know, I'm not doing cake. I want you to do our wedding. And she goes, I don't know if that's even something that you can do, but think about it. So a couple months went by and she reached back out to me and she was like, Hey, I really am serious about you doing my wedding. And I thought, okay, since she wants it and she's asking, I'll clear my weekend. I'll, I'll make plenty of time you know, like I, no way I can mess this up. I can do a thousand cookies a day. We can get this done. So we did her wedding and it went great. And somebody, um, even called the next day and like, just out of the blue, like, um, I remember texting Aubrey and being like, Hey, somebody from your wedding just called me just to tell me how good the cookies were and thank me. And she's like, they weren't even trying to order. They just called them like, yeah, it was super strange. And so we still to this day get a laugh about it because he just called up to be like, hey, I just want you to know that's the best cookie I ever had. And I'm going to tell everybody and okay, thanks. Keep up the good work. Click. And then um, Aubrey went to school with somebody who worked at the news station who had the cookies and she asked to do a piece on it. And it was just like, it kind of got out that I had done wedding cookies. So then next thing I know, I have all of these people 
messaging me and DMing me like, hey, can you do my wedding? Can you do my wedding? And honestly, I was petrified because again, you know, that's somebody's really important day and I don't want to mess that up. So I started with like one wedding and that went good. And then I did another wedding and that went good. And then you start to get a certain level of comfort, just like, you know, it's no different than a pop-up, only you package them differently and you deliver them. So once I started getting comfortable with it, I had a hard time telling people no, and it just kind of spiraled from there. Yeah, that's so cool. I um, I love when people do unique and, and different things for their weddings, and um, I, I love the cookie trend that people have been doing. Uh, so does it still cease to amaze you that you continue to sell out so quickly and people are reaching out to you to do all these things, you know, being part of their wedding day or places reaching out to you to have pop-ups? Has there been a moment of like, yep, this is just normal life now, this this is what it is? Or does it still feel like I, I can't believe where we are with this? No. I Every single time, like you would think that – I mean, we have a, a pretty big following now and a lot of people, um, Saturdays is the only time they can get them. So you would think that it would be um, something you would get used to, but it never does. And it always makes, it, it always gives me like anxiety when we get there and there's 20 minutes to set up. And, you know, we were at Williams in Sonoma the other day and the lady's like, oh, you've had a line here for 20 minutes and, and you can see the people like, you know, starting to file in and getting in line and getting in line. And it, at every time it humbles me and it, you know, it's just a really good feeling, but at the same time, it's, it's like, okay, holy cow, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. I have uh, seen you at your pop-ups and I can definitely attest that people get there very early. Um, one of the last pop-ups I saw you at was actually at the Pretty Posy in downtown Overland Park. Uh, and I was actually there for an influencer event. Uh, but they have this little seating area in the store. And when I got there, some of the employees were telling me, like, these people have been here for 45 minutes waiting for these cookies. Like, have you had these cookies before? And I was like, I promise it's worth the wait. Uh, so I have definitely seen it in action, people arriving really early to make sure that they get their hands on, on your cookies. It's always, it's always a cool thing. And it's, it, you know, you feel extremely grateful that um, people get that excited and supportive. And, it, you know, I love getting the messages about like how they found us or, you know, all the different events that our cookies have been included in, or, you know, we've gotten to know a lot of our customers on a really personal level, like, like stories about the cookies. Like we have um, a really good customer whose husband has brain cancer. And she's like, I just want you to know that this is the only thing he eats or asks for. And it's like, that is such a, just like, it makes you feel so good. And it's so humbling. And it, and it's bigger than cookies. It makes you realize like there's really like um, a very city people really get behind and some support their small businesses and get to know people and build a community out of it. And it's super cool that I get to be part of that and like see it in action. Do people blow up your Instagram messages asking you to pop up in specific areas? Sometimes, I mean, sometimes people are like, hey, when's the next time you're going to come out here? Hey, you've never been to Lawrence. Can you come to Lawrence? Or hey, we have people from other states. Like a couple months ago, I had an organization in Texas reach out to us and be like, hey, would you want to come down here and do a pop-up? And I'm like, how would that work? You know, like, no. I mean, yeah, it's super flattering. But um, yeah, we do. We have people that are like, how come you only come out here like once every three months or whatever. And we try and get to as many places as we can. But right now it's just literally one of me and Jeff helps on the weekends when he can. We're in the evening building boxes. And so it's a challenge to get to a lot of places. Yeah. So do you see yourself in the future traveling with cookies or is that just too hard right now? I don't know. Maybe... (sighs) Right now, I'm just trying to take it one day at a time and get through like the orders that we have here. 
Um, we've had a lot of interesting people reach out to us and request different things. And again, it is so flattering, but it's kind of like I'm trying to not put the cart before the horse and just like just staying one day at a time, like doing the orders that I have, trying to focus on this week, trying to focus on that pop up, trying to focus on getting a building and a staff. And then maybe when we get that, maybe I can open up a little bit more to like, you know, dream a little bit bigger things that would be fun that we want to do or places we want to go. But honestly, it's all I can do just to get through my Monday through Saturday right now. And you mentioned potentially having staff. So is opening a storefront in the near future? Yeah, we've actually been trying. We've, we have been, um, we've had a several locations that we started to work on and had bid out and contractors. And it's just nothing has worked out um, to its full potential yet. The first building that we thought we were going to get, it ended up getting leased. And then the second one, working in, working with construction and, and that thing has just been a whole new like experience and ball of wax for me because there's just certain things that you don't understand or know about until you actually get in. So the last place that we were working on, I thought it was a done deal. We were going to get it. Um, and then at the last hour, the city comes back and is like, oh, no, you got to add this and you got to add another bathroom and you got to. So it's like, well, that wasn't part of the plan. That wasn't agreed upon. So you get to the point where you think it's a done deal and it's not. So the place I'm working on now, I just tell people it's in downtown Lenexa. And when I when I have an opening, I will let you know, because it's just it's so many times I've thought we were. That's it. We're done. We will have this place and it doesn't work out that way. And I'm kind of a rip the bandaid off type of girl. Like, I don't understand why it takes so long for certain things. It's like, okay, we got a spot. You do the work, you open the doors and it doesn't work that way, especially with contractors and people getting back to you in city and permits. And it's just, it's taking so much longer than I ever thought it would that I don't even really, I give it to Jeff. And again, I just, I do my side of the work and I let Jeff worry about that. And when he tells me we have a building secured, that's when I'll be like, okay, we have a place. Here's where it's at. Well, I'm sure people will be counting down the days till uh, your cookies are available, however many days a week, all the time. Uh, And so other than doing pop-ups and pre-orders, how can people get a hold of your cookies? So we do corporate events. We do PTO and teacher events. We do all kinds of hospital and nursing events. Really anybody that wants them for an event or catering, it's really just a matter of reaching out to me um, with enough time for us to get them on the schedule. We do pop-ups. We do Monday through Friday pickups. And we have about four or five different businesses that we have been working with to try and get wholesale going. The problem is, I again, I can't, if I do wholesale all the time, then I kind of have to forego my Monday through Friday pickups. And the weekends I split between weddings and pop-ups. So I've just kind of put wholesale on the back burner and said, when we get into a store where we can get enough of that, then I will. But in the meantime, people seem to like picking them up Monday through Friday, fresh out of the oven. And that's what I'm focusing my attention on. Well, there is nothing better than a fresh out of the oven cookie. Um, So with everything you're doing, juggling all the pop-ups and weddings and other events, how many total cookies a week would you say you're baking? Oh, Lord. It varies so much because um, so Mondays have gotten to be my day where I don't take that many orders. Once I hit maybe like 50 orders, I close it down, maybe not even because I really got so worn down and tired from having to do the Monday through Friday pop up on Saturday. And then if we had a ton of orders on Monday, then I'd have to work on a Sunday. So Mondays are probably my lightest day. And it really just depends upon when I decide to cut it down. It could be anywhere from 200 to 500. I don't know. It it just, it varies week by week. Sometimes 
you'll have a huge Thursday and you'll have close to a thousand cookies going out, but maybe six of those orders are big orders for like a business and orthodont, you know, it just, so it depends. There's constantly a lot of cookies going out, but it ebb and flows the amount um, just based on what we have going that week and, and what I decide to take. Wow. That, that is um, a lot of cookies. So some of your cookies are kind of staples on your menu and other flavors you change out and do different recipes. So how are you deciding which ones stay and which ones are more seasonal and you alternate? So the ones that stay are kind of the original ones that um, I don't think I'll ever take away just because they're good sellers and um, they're just like everybody kind of likes them. So our Oreo, our birthday, our chocolate chip, um, our toffee chip, our nutter butter, those ones will probably never go anywhere. The other ones, some of them are seasonal like lemon. People would like me to keep that one around all year, but lemons are seasonal. So we keep it around as long as we can. Carrot cake is a huge seller. I bring that in, you know, obviously for Easter, um, at Christmas time, we have those, just how I feel that month. Like my husband jokes around with me all the time that I have ADHD because like the other night we were sitting there and I was having a dessert and I was like, damn, this, this would be a good cookie. So I literally stopped everything I was doing the next day to make that cookie and put it on the menu over Easter. My son came home and he loves rice krispies. So we tried out a rice krispie cookie and he was like, mom, you got to put this on the menu. So like those two were not even on the radar three weeks ago and here they are on the menu. And then I've had other ones that I've kind of been toying with and playing with. I always kind of put it out there to see what people might like. And if it gets a good response, then I'll add it to the website. If I put a cookie out there that does really well, like the poppy chow, it will probably never go anywhere now because people would not be happy. And then there's sometimes where, you know, people like that cookie and that cookie is got a special niche with some people, but it maybe doesn't like rise to the level of sales that say the poppy chow does. So when I decide to bring on a new one, I might rotate that one out and bring something in in that place to try it. And sometimes people get upset about that, but I just tell them like, you know, you can't have a hundred cookie flavors on the menu. We have to take some stuff off. And so we bring things back, take them off, bring things back and, that's just, I don't really have any set way in which I do it. I just do whatever I think sounds good that week. And you recently added a gluten-free cookie to your menu and have been working on that. So was that at the request of customers or was that something you really wanted to add to the menu yourself? So both. We launched it um, probably, I don't know, maybe a month and a half, two months ago. And in, it wasn't something that I had planned on doing. I had, I myself, I have several autoimmune diseases, so I like to eat gluten-free. And I thought, you know, that would be a cool thing to do to have a gluten-free cookie. But it wasn't until I put it out there that I realized how many gluten-free um, customers and fans that we had. So we have one gluten-free cookie right now. It is the chocolate chip. We get requests all the time to expand that and I have been playing with some other recipes like a gluten-free Oreo and a gluten-free lemon and those are all in the works but the problem with gluten-free cookies are you just you have to be so careful with them it's not like if I'm working on making my regular menu cookies and I think oh I'm gonna while that's baking I'm gonna try out this new idea that I've been thinking of you can't do that with gluten-free. Like everything has to be cleaned and put away and sanitized and you can only work on gluten-free while you're doing it. So it, it's a little bit more limited in what I can do just because I'm so busy with everything else. But I would like to dabble in that a little bit more because I do think that there is a lot of people out there who want a good gluten-free option and there's not a ton of that on the market. That's great. That's so nice that you offer um, such a variety uh, on your menu. 
So when you are not running around all over Kansas City with your cookies, what does life in Kansas City look like for you? Oh man, it's kind of boring. I mean, we we really are like this really does consume a lot of my time. So when I'm not doing this, um, I'm usually at one of my kids' sporting events, or we. Um, there's a lot of really cool trails and places you wouldn't think it, but there's a lot of really cool places in Kansas City to hike or bike. So we like to do that. I like to be outside as much as I can. Um, we like to eat out. So usually that would be like a Saturday or a Sunday checking out new cool um, restaurants. And then really I've gotten to know a lot of the city through my pop-ups, like different places that I probably would have never gone had I not done those. And so that's that's been cool too. But I don't have a really great work-life balance right now. And again, I think that will, you know, level out soon. Oh, yeah. I'm sure through the pop-ups and having them um, in a variety of places around Kansas City, you really get to explore areas that maybe you hadn't been prior. Correct. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's been fun. We normally go to, like, places like Elise Summit or all the way out in Northland or um, the parlor has been a really cool down in KCMO. Like, I didn't even know that place existed before they reached out to us and asked us to do pop-ups. So it's a cool way to um, find new places. And, you know, like when we do things like hy or something, I can kill two bees with one stone and I can grocery shop at the end. So, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's been good. And you mentioned earlier that you and your family love to go out to eat. So what are some of your favorite places to go to? Okay, so we love Mexican food. So anything like Mexican, like down in the plaza or um, out here in Olathe, we love K-Macho. Steak places, um, obviously like anything down in the plaza, like Capitol Grill or La Bodega, like the tapas place that's out in Westport. Um, I mean, just kind of anything, like just the idea of not having to cook or be in the kitchen when we're home on the weekends, I'm happy. Like everybody always says their husband, like the favorite thing their husband says to them is I love you. And I'm like, no, no, no. Mine is, can I take you out to dinner? <laughs> like, do you want to go out? I'm like, yes, let's go out. Please feed me. <laughs> so I'm happy to go anywhere. Oh man. I just don't have anything super negative to say. Like our experience with Kansas city so far has been 10 out of 10. Like the people are friendly. You have all the sports teams that you could ever want. You kind of have like we live out in Olathe in an area where, you know, we have like a lake and trails in our neighborhood. But then you can go down to KC Mo, right, you know, right around the corner. And it doesn't take long to get there. And you've got nightlife and jazz and restaurants. And I'm trying to think like that broke. Don't fix it. And I can't really. I can't, I mean, maybe make 10 of me so that I can go out and do more, but there's just not a whole lot that I can think of that I would change. Well, I agree with you. You could not have said it uh, any better. So can you tell listeners where you are popping up in the next few weeks? We are actually off um, the next two weekends in May. So we're off the 14th and we're off the 21st for weddings. And then we will be back at Williams and Sonoma on the 28th of May. Do you have any flavors you are currently working on uh, getting into the rotation of cookies? I always have stuff that I'm kind of thinking of and working on. I have like a running log. I'd like to do a German chocolate cake at some point because that was probably one of my favorite uh, cakes growing up. We're working on a key lime pie last fall I really wanted to get like a caramel apple oats cookie and I just couldn't get it the way I wanted so I finally gave it up what else we have a bourbon I don't know if you want to call it a pound cake but it's gonna it's gonna include bourbon caramel that one should be fun we're gonna have a sticky roll pecan cookie Well, for anyone who wants to keep up with your cookies and where you're popping up and your flavors, I highly suggest following you on Instagram because your Instagram page is filled with delicious looking pictures 
of all the cookies you're baking, your stories, uh, everything that you're always keeping up with, you know, when orders are open, what flavors are in rotation, what you're working on, anything like that. So I definitely suggest for um, listeners to go follow your Instagram page to get all of that information and if they have any questions, you do a lot of Q&As on your Instagram stories of how people can order cookies, where to find you, where you're popping up. So it's probably uh, the best source to, to find out where, where you'll be next in and what you have coming up. Yeah, so you can follow our Instagram. And I try and always announce on there and on stories. And then if we have a pop-up, I will always put it across the banner of our website. So across the top of the website, if you go on there, it will always say this weekend, we are at this location at this time. And if we don't have a pop-up that weekend, like we're doing a wedding, I try and put that up there too, so that people know and don't have to message a hundred times to figure out where are you at? For sure. Well, yeah, I totally recommend people follow you on Instagram. Your handle is KC. O-O-K-I-E company. So it looks like Casey Cookie Company, but Casey Cookie Company. Uh, so yeah, I really recommend people go on there and follow you. Like I said, it's a great place to find any of the frequently asked questions, how to pre-order, where you're popping up, any information regarding uh, your cookies and how people can, uh, can find them. Well, Christina, thank you so much for being here. Any last comments for listeners who uh, might be unfamiliar with with your business? Super grateful and appreciative. And I just want people to know that, you know, we know that, you know, coming out sometimes and waiting in a long line can be frustrating, but we, we do try and like move as quickly as we can. And we're super appreciative and just super thankful for everybody that comes time, you know, waiting in line and, and getting cookies. And it's just always such a, a fun and humbling experience, but we love getting to meet our customers. We love like experiencing new places and getting to meet the management and all the people, you know, where we go and do pop-ups. It's just I, it's just been really fun. Like I'm just super grateful that 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 we get the opportunity to do it. Absolutely. Well, as I mentioned, everyone should be following you on Instagram to keep up with everything you have going on. And for anyone who has not uh, had the pleasure of experiencing your cookies yet, I highly recommend pre-ordering cookies and picking them up just to ensure that you are getting the cookies you want and to the uh, amount that you want as well. And uh, Christina, thank you so much for being here. It's always so nice to talk to you and get to see you. Our schedules have been so off. I know we've been trying to get together for a while, so I guess if there was any time to get together, it is over Zoom to talk about business. Uh, So everyone, go follow Christina on Instagram at uh, Can't Say Cookie Company. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari, and we will see you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Hey. Kansas City's best. Casey Confidential. Hey, confidential.